Welcome to Our Parents Did What? A tour of the parenting perils of yesteryear. I'm Diane Aragona. And I'm your co-host, Jen Tierney. Join us as we travel back in time to take a look at the sometimes unbelievable history of parenting. Diane, oh my I just want to laugh. It's so funny. <laughs> so, so like, you don't know this as you're listening, dear listener, but we are on video right now and so we can see each other and we frequently, like 90% of the time, are just audio. We don't see each other while we're recording right and so i was watching diane i've never actually seen her and looked at her while she says the intro to the show so i was like this is my chance this is my opportunity to see the look on her face when she says our parents did what and i was watching it and i could see that she was watching me watching her and then she couldn't get through the intro (laughs) no i got nervous and tongue-tied and i stuttered and then i could not go on i mean you know (sighs) This is, I know, this is why we don't use video because it's just too much pressure. <laughs> and I mean, like in the age of COVID, like I haven't been in front of another person no. in so long. It's very stressful. Oh no, it's very <laughs> Just kidding. Crazy. But this is, it's, it's, it's okay. so nice to see you though, because like it feels so much more real. I know. I know it does. And I'm admiring your hat. Did you make your hat? I did. I, I, this is the very first thing that I knit that like. I could actually use and wow. I made it so I made it like 17 years ago now, something like that what? I've had this hat for forever but yeah it's great oh it's that's crazy hat. it's that's it's so great. nice so yeah I wear it all the time every winter I don't know how it hasn't fallen apart on me yet it's like insane it never <laughs> so will one day I've never made a hat better than this one I've tried <laughs> because I want to replace it and I've never made one better what do you think it was about that one I don't know. I don't know if it was like the yarn I used or what, but yeah, it's your young fingers just knitting Maybe. away. <laughs> my nimble fingers. My just like eventually they will become arthritic and I'll really be screwed. <laughs> How about your mom moment? Uh I don't know if we talked about this on the show before, but we live in a Cape Cod house where the top floor is one giant room. I feel like we've mm-hmm. said this. And we, because of COVID, have had to put off closing it off into two separate rooms so that our daughter can have her own room. I thought this would be done, I don't know, <laughs> April, March. Yeah, sure. A long time ago, spring. So we finally got someone who was able to do it, but because everybody is now doing stuff in their houses because everyone is home. It was like a four month waiting period. And I, we really wanted to use this person because he had, you know, great references and gave us like the best price we could find. So finally, we, we first contacted him in July. He came and looked at the space in July, gave us a quote in July, and he's finally coming on Tuesday to start the work. Jeez. And I am so excited because I'm going to have my own room and I will not have my daughter in my room for the first time in... 19 months. I don't know how long it's going to take to put up all these walls, but like very, very, very excited because literally once she goes to bed, mm-hmm. I have to have everything I need downstairs. Yeah. And then I just like, I get in my pajamas, I brush my teeth, I do everything downstairs and then I just quietly sneak yeah. into my bed. I can't like read. I can't fold laundry. Like I can't do any of those things in my bed. Yeah. Wow. I'm excited. That's really but, great. The downside is because we have workmen coming in and out of the house this week, mm-hmm. we have made the sad decision that we are not going to have Thanksgiving with my dad, mm-hmm. even though I'm sure they'll be wearing masks and stuff. You know, I don't want to 
risk yeah. anything. So because my brother is going to be spending Thanksgiving with my dad. And so um, we are going to stay home. Oh, my goodness. So that's like the, the downside. But honestly, I am so jazzed that it's we'll all survive. I'm fantasizing about watching like Gilmore Girls on my laptop under my covers. Yeah. Without headphones on, like yeah. with the brightness up, like mm-hmm. as if it's like sex. Like I'm so yeah. excited. You are to living just... the dream. You're like so close. Oh God. <laughs> I am. I can I can almost feel it. Yes. We'll be there soon. So but I'm a little nervous. Mm-hmm. I don't know how she's gonna do. Yeah. Like she's been in her own room when she sleeps at my dad's and like mm-hmm. if she sleeps somewhere else, but like she's never had her own room. She can always just kind of we're across the room. It's a big room. Yes. But she could always look over and see me. Oh. So I'm a little nervous if that's gonna mess her up sleep wise, but we'll find out. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. I mean, if it goes real bad. You just share a bed with her, a bedroom with her until she like. <laughs> I thought you were gonna you know, say share a bed. <laughs> share a bed. No, share. You share a bedroom with her until she's old enough to be like, oh, Rini, you get to have your own bigger room, like which is only a few months away. Like yeah. when she hits two years, like that's a concept she'll like be able to be excited about. But what you could do is use her room. <laughs> <laughs> that she doesn't sleep in as you're like oh that's true i could room. still yes that right? oh that is so a, like, i didn't even think of that you can make this work because you only have to do it for a little while until she's like old enough to be excited about her own space so. yes the world is mine that'll be good yeah okay tell me yours i have a very funny and very short mom moment yay so today my husband joe was like jen we should go introduce ourselves to the neighbors. If COVID wasn't happening, we would have already introduced ourselves by now. We've been in this house for like two and a half months. Like, let's just go and like introduce ourselves. So I made a big batch of cookies, split it into threes. And I was like, okay, we're going to go to the cross the street and one on either side and see all the neighbors and introduce ourselves. And so we went from one house to the other to the other. And we get to the last house and <laughs> we get up to the door and my kids were just like, they were just... I don't know. It's like they had just done a bunch of speed. Like they were all just out of control. Oh, you brought all the kids and everything. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like we put them well, in I guess a wagon. where else would you put them? Yeah. Right. So we like put them in a wagon and we brought them like to the houses and they were fine until we got to the last house. Like at the, all the other houses, they were just, they just sat in the wagon and were like, hi, and it was fine. And I like gave them the tray of cookies and been like, all right, we'll see you later. And then we get to this house. And, like, the kids just – it just they just went nuts. They just running all over the place. And, like, having them in the wagon, I was like, if you get out of the wagon, you have to put a mask on. If you stay in the wagon, you don't have to wear the mask because we're going to keep you far enough away. But Emma was just like, I have no rules anymore. So she just, like, runs <laughs> up and is, like, inches away from each of them. Emma gets really close to the door, and these two dogs run up to the door. And there's, like, a boxer and then this little – kind of looked a little bit like a cocker spaniel mix beautiful dog like both of them were beautiful dogs and the and the boxer i think it's a boxer um like chance from homeward bound if you're familiar with that movie i think that's a is that a boxer i don't know i think maybe it's not but but like beautiful dog and it's yeah. like barking and barking and barking and like really happy and really wants to see the kids. And the kids are like, all three of my children are banging on the glass door, like just like dogs, dogs, dogs. And the dogs are just right. like, kids, kids, kids. <laughs> and everybody's going crazy. And 
the the boxer has this tiny little like it's short haired dog and it has this tiny little tail and its tail is like back and forth, and it turns around at one point and Emma's like, look at its butt, and then she turns up to the woman who owns the dog and goes, does your dog have a penis on its butt? <laughs> <laughs> Like and the two of them like just died laughing. Like they oh, thought good. it was the funniest okay. thing. Like so thank God. <laughs> but, like and they have three kids who are like a little bit older than ours. So like they were just like we get it. It's cool. But I was just like oh my God Emma you're I'm a social pariah like. <laughs> just, I can't like, bring you anywhere. <laughs> I can't bring you anywhere. And she was just like it looks like a little penis and I was like Emma I know but like don't say that. She's like what mom penis 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 penis. <laughs> she just i don't know she also knows i think she knows when when like your buttons have been pushed Mm -hmm. (laughs) like she's very acutely aware oh yeah yeah. she's just like mom is pissed this is my moment to shine yep so like yeah Uh, that's That's where we were at um so so now my neighbors all know me which is great but what was nice was that like these were the neighbors that hear me yelling at the kids most often when like they're acting up outside and and the like when we met the guy he was like he was like i know you guys you're emma and you must be joey and then this one must be liam right and i was like how do you know he's like (laughs) because i hear those names a lot and i was like oh no he just hears me yelling their names all the time but by the time we left, I was like, well, now you understand. He was like, oh, yes, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good story. Oh, good. I'm glad. <laughs> I enjoyed that. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of enjoying things, tell me all about today's topic. Okay. This is a tale of rampant consumerism. <gasps> It is something that will probably never, two things, it's two events, but it is a thing that will probably never happen again because of stuff like Amazon and we buy everything online. I am going to talk about two of the most popular Christmas toys in history and the insane frenzy that ensued. So I'm going to tell you about the Cabbage Patch Kid riots of 1983 and the Tickle Me Elmo craze of 1996. <laughs> I was around for the Tickle Me Elmo craze. <laughs> yes, I was not around for the Cabbage Patch Kid riots, um, no. <laughs> but they sound terrifying. So let's dive in. So I had a Cabbage Patch. Did you have a Cabbage Patch? I did i think but i think it was like a used one i don't think it was like a i mean it might have been new who knows i think mine was a hand-me-down from my cousins but yeah do you remember like the thing about cabbage patch dolls like why they were so special i mean not really they had like like canvas skin right and like they were soft and they were soft except their heads yeah curly hair so yeah. each Cabbage Patch doll was completely unique. Stop. No two that. were alike. Yes. And they each came with a birth certificate. <gasps> you didn't know, know that? No. Yeah. They all come with a birth certificate. They all have different names. They're all slightly different. So you can see why they might have sparked like a little bit of a craze to get them. But yeah, no two Cabbage Patch dolls are the same. That seems like a manufacturing nightmare. 
Well, that could be part of the reason why they didn't make enough the first time around and people really, really went crazy, <laughs> right? fools. <laughs> I know. Well, they. Pro- I mean, when you look at the Cabbage Patch doll now, it's easy to see how, like, the manufacturers might not have understood why this would become. Like, it, it wasn't like it did anything fancy. It was just, it was a, just doll. a doll. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> so this is all, like alleged. Mm -hmm. But the doll was supposedly created by Martha Nelson Thomas, who originally called the dolls doll babies, but she never intended on selling them. I don't know why she was making them. Maybe for like grandkids. I didn't read that far into it, but she was making these dolls apparently. Um, But uh, somebody else saw the doll and basically like stole this is again alleged stole the design from her and then like sold it off to be rebranded as cabbage patch dolls and like he took the credit for it Mm -hmm. so the dolls ended up being distributed by colco which i guess was like a toy company in the 80s i don't know but like we said they all had birth certificates none of them were this were the same and apparently in the beginning colco would actually like send the cabbage patch dolls birthday cards at your house on their birthdays to like further this illusion that like they're real and like they're all different. I kept wondering like how did they get their addresses? But I guess back then when you bought something like that at a store, like they probably came with like a little card you could like send back with your address. Like, I don't know, but I thought that was really funny. Cabbage Patch Kids dolls were released in 1983, just in time for Christmas. And they had no idea how popular these things were going to get. People started to camp outside of stores for days, only to be let in and find that they were sold out. And not only were they sold out, but there were no more cabbage. This was not a manufactured scarcity. Like, there were no more dolls, and they were not being made before Christmas. So the violence was crazy. People just went nuts. So um, there was a, apparently a, I don't know how you say this, a Zayers store in Pennsylvania. I've never heard of that. I've never heard Z-A-Y-R-E. of it. Z-A-Y-R-E. But a Zayers mm-hmm. store where a shopkeeper had to use a baseball bat to keep an angry mob of 100 people from tearing apart his store. <laughs> if I don't get this doll, I'm going to rip the world apart. Can you imagine? No. And we, <laughs> we kind of, we kind of have an idea of these kinds of like riots from, I guess, like Black Friday of like the yeah. 90s and sure. you know, I guess the early 2000s. But this was like the first time this really happened. People were getting into fist fights. People were trampled in the crowds, including a pregnant woman. Jeez. Uh-huh. Um, people started bribing store employees to see if they would hold dolls for them. And then the really crazy people would try to find the addresses of or they would they would bribe store clerks to like get the addresses of people that had already bought dolls and then they would like show up at their houses and like threaten them and be like give me your doll. So this was not just happening like in the stores. People just collectively lost their minds because they wanted to get their kid this toy. That's nuts. Totally Jeez. nuts, right? I don't understand. Yeah. So <laughs> Basically, there was no resolution to this. I mean, it was just they weren't making any more, so people had to wait. So in 1984, Colco had seen what had happened. They made way more Cabbage Patch Kids dolls. And in 1984 for Christmas, I think there were enough to go around, which makes sense because by the time I was born in 89, Cabbage Patch dolls were everywhere. It was not – I mean, they were still popular, but it was not like 
that huge craze. I mean, it was easy to find one and they had all different kinds at that point. But when it first launched, it was like crazy. So that's like the first consumer riot, I guess, over a toy uh, that I could find. But it doesn't end there because then we go on to, I'm sure you remember, the Tickle Me Elmo craze. <laughs> yeah, I was, so I was nine. Yes, tell me your experience with Tickle Me Elmo. So you were probably too old because Tickle Me Elmo was, was for preschoolers. Yes, so Chuck would have been four. So it would have totally been his age. But I believe that it was, like, I don't think we got one. I don't think it was a thing that, like my family went out and got my dad was like a like he always got like the newest video game system like that was he was real like like whatever the newest tech was Mm -hmm. he wanted to get so so i feel like that was the year that we probably got like um i know what you got that year because i it was in my research (laughs) oh really was it was it the virtual boy no no it was the nintendo 64 i think was really big oh the nintendo 64 yes yes so that would that definitely was under the tree that year not a tickle me elmo so i wonder when virtual boy came out then because that was like that was such a silly game system (laughs) i don't know i i we didn't have one i've never even i've never heard of that virtual boy was it a game like a game boy it was a game system that I think was like black and red. For some reason that's like how I remember it, but like it was a it was like a thing that stood up on your table and you put your face in and then like the screen was like here. So it was it was like the very first attempt at VR, but it was like still really bad platform games. <laughs> So it was just a really silly game. Maybe that system, was but... around this time as well. I think the Nintendo 64 they said was 1990s. It was 96 or 97, I think think i'm sure someone will tell me if i'm wrong but it was around there because we had a 64 yeah which i don't know why my parents bought that for us because my brother and i never played video games and it literally sat there my brother had a horse racing video game and we played mario kart and that was it but we also didn't have a tickle me elmo in my house because i would have been five i guess so i was a little over the age and like also my parents just were not into the they were not going to go wait in line for a toy like this. So that wasn't happening. The one toy I remember that we had that was like the the toy to get for the year, we had it for far longer than we should have. And every so often it would like turn on and talk. We had a Furby. Ah, oh, I'm going to get to Furby too. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> we had a Furby. I had a Furby, yes. They're so scary. Yeah, they're so scary. And I wanted a Furby so bad. And when I got the Furby, I was like, this thing is so annoying and I don't know what to do with it and I just ended up shutting it off because it was just the worst yeah ours was like even if you shut it off every like month or so out of nowhere it would just like say a thing like from the closet just be like hey I'm here oh no it always makes you think of like gremlins so Mm -hmm. so creepy yeah yeah Furbies were 1998 Mm, yep furbies beanie babies like all of those tamagotchi remember those tamagotchis i had a tamagotchi you know those are back apparently (laughs) i definitely downloaded a tamagotchi app on my iphone no you didn't oh i did i don't have it anymore but like (laughs) i did and i was like is this as pointless as i remember it being yes yes it is but so oddly satisfying it's poop (laughs) feed it feed it feed it clean it's poop oh no it died Oh, man. It was like the precursor to having Sims. Yeah. 
it was yeah it was a precursor to a lot of like don't let this thing die yeah all right but we're getting off track um tickle me elmo was made by tyco which i think is still a toy company and it was made by toy inventor ron dubrin i don't know who he is but he wanted to create a stunt this part of my research like I found a little creepy. Maybe he has kids, so then it's not so creepy. But he said he wanted to make a toy, a stuffed toy that would mimic children that he would watch on the playground who would tickle each other into hysterics, which I was like, I don't really know. Like, I don't remember seeing a lot of children tickling each other on the playground. Maybe you have children and that's why you're at the playground. But like, I don't know. The, the whole like, it just struck me as a little odd. Yeah, that's a weird way to describe I wanted to invent a toy. Right. Like, just say, I have a child and we do tickle fights and Elmo seemed like a good way to... Like, even that sounds creepy. Just be like, I thought it'd be funny if Elmo laughed a lot. Yeah, not like, oh, I, I watch children tickle each other and I want to make a doll that does that. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh yeah, my. so that was like a slightly creepy part of it, but I'm sure it was all, you know... Totally fine. Totally normal. Um, But it didn't start out as Elmo. I didn't know that. I guess in development, it started out as... Oh, what was it? Oh, it started out as Tickles the Chimp. Oh, no. And he was a chimpanzee. Oh, no. Thank goodness it got... We got the rights to Sesame Street. Yes, they had some sort of, like, agreement, I guess, licensing agreement, so that they could use Elmo. And actually, after Tickle Me Elmo, in subsequent years, I think there was, like, a Tickle Me Big Bird, and there was, like, a... I think they did it with, like every character so he kind of sparked a a big sesame street tickle craze but tickle me elmo was not released for christmas jen it was released in the summer of 1996 and nobody really cared so what happened (laughs) do you remember the rosie o'donnell show i do remember the rosie o'donnell show who doesn't it was my favorite show I I watched it all the time. I had, I still have the Rosie doll. Oh no. <laughs> when you press her stomach, she says like, dreams come true with Rosie. Uh, yeah, it's great. So I was a huge Rosie O'Donnell show fan. And so I actually remember this, that in October, Tycho sent the Rosie O'Donnell show, like 200 Tickle Me Elmo's to promote. And so she like had the Tickle Me Elmo on her show and would like talk oh, about right. how great it was and how cute it was. Remember she was she loved I the Tickle Me Elmo. I remember like tickling it. You remember this now? Yes. She loved the Tickle Me Elmo. I'm sure cuz the advertisers told her to, but yeah. she gave out a free Tickle Me Elmo to everybody in the audience mm-hmm. like a bunch of times. Yeah. And that is what sparked the Tickle Me Elmo craze for Christmas cuz that happened in October. I thought that was when I read that I was like, that's right. Yeah. She did have the Tickle Me Elmo on her show. Yeah. So the toy itself was like 30 bucks. Yeah. But because they were selling out in stores, people were buying tons of them and then reselling them. And they were going for like a thousand dollars. I don't understand. So I don't know if you looked this up in preparation for this episode or not, but do you happen to know when the movie Jingle All the Way came out? Oh wait. That was part of my... Okay. No, I'm so glad you said that. Uh-huh. Um, Jingle All the Way is based on the Cabbage Patch Kids riots. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, my Not goodness. Not the Tickle Me Elmo, but Cabbage Patch. Yes. Except the Cabbage Patch one didn't have a happy ending because they just didn't have any more and everybody fought each other. <laughs> didn't have, like, a movie ending. 
But yes, I'm glad you brought that up because that is exactly what it is based on. Oh, yeah. My goodness. <laughs> I mean, I feel like whenever I imagine Black Friday and the toy of the year and all that stuff, all I, all I can do is picture Arnold Schwarzenegger and Phil Hartman and Sinbad. <laughs> so good battling each other so good who else was in that i don't know who was the girl in that oh i don't know she was such a small part (laughs) whoever it was i don't know but it's great great we're gonna look it up and it's gonna be somebody like super famous and be like oh wait (laughs) let's see let's do a quick search (laughs) rita wilson Rita, oh my gosh! <laughs> Holy See? moly! Honestly, yeah. Rita Wilson, Jim Belushi was in it. There's all kinds of people in this movie. Great oh movie. There, it's it's just so funny to me when like like Christmas movies are hilarious. We should do an episode. I on love. Christmas. Ooh, we should. <laughs> some of them I like, love Christmas movies. Okay, let me focus. All right, so yes, yeah, so these were selling secondhand for a thousand dollars, which I can't imagine buying any toy for a thousand dollars. But also the crazy thing was it was 1996. So things like eBay were not even really a thing yet. Like maybe they were there, but they were not like a... No, I don't think they existed yet. I don't think there was any way to like... I don't think so. Like there wasn't online shopping yet. No. So this was all done through like flyers, ads in the newspaper, Mm -hmm. like I'm selling... A tickle me Elmo. And then anybody who grew up in northern New Jersey, do you remember Romance? The store Romance? I don't think so. Oh, maybe you live too far away. Okay, Romance was like this old-fashioned department store in Clifton, right off of Route 46. It was like three floors, and it sold – that's where we would always buy our Beanie Babies. Okay. It had like a big toy department. It sold clothes. The bottom floor had a cafe. It was like oh, one wow. of those just like good old fashioned. They sold jewelry. It was like a big department store, huh. freestanding. I can't believe um, I can I don't remember this. Yeah, we bought all our beanie it babies. It sounds at a lot like um, what was that place that I feel like it was attached to the Willowbrook Mall somehow, and it was like that. I don't a know. Fortune off. It's not like Fortune off. It was like. It, it it had like an old feeling, like like everything was like ornate and pretty inside, oh. and like it looked like like an like something from another time. It didn't last; it's gone now. It's like a dress barn, but <laughs> it was like it was like a relic from another yeah, time. That's really interesting. I'm sure I'd been there, but I just don't remember. I'm it. sure you had, yeah. and your mother definitely would remember. Oh, I'm it. sure my mom knows it. Yeah, yeah, and it was spelled R O W E dash M A N C, so it was like romance. Oh, I don't know. Interesting. Yes. Hmm. Well, I, when I was doing my research for this episode, I found a YouTube video of like old, like like an old news coverage of the cabbage. Was it the Cabbage Patch Kids rides or the, no? Yes, the Cabbage Patch. I couldn't remember if it was Tickle Me Elmo or Cabbage Patch Kids. Mm-hmm. It might have been Tickle Me Elmo. It might have been a compilation of both. I really don't remember. <laughs> but it was – this is where my brain is at 9 p.m. But uh, it was like old 80s and 90s video footage of like CBS, like like a newscaster in mm-hmm. romance in Clifton talking about how they had like an Elmo swap going on oh. where like – 
you could sell romance, your Elmo, for like whatever it was retailing for, like 30 bucks. Mm -hmm. And then they would sell it for 50. Mm. What? Yeah. So you would sell it for like whatever you bought it for, possibly a little more. Yeah. And then they went, turned it around for $50 and people would buy them. Wow. Gee whiz. What a racket. Uh huh. I know. <laughs> so. This was not quite as crazy as the Cabbage Patch Kids riots, but there is an anecdote of a Walmart employee who suffered a pulled hamstring, injuries to his back, jaw, knees, a broken rib, and a concussion from being trampled by a crowd. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So people wanted Elmo. Yeah. Elmo was running out. People were fighting. (laughs) People were camping out again. Um, You know, all that good stuff. Uh, But Elmo remained popular even for Christmas in 1997. And I think, I think there were like maybe 1 million or 2 million Elmos sold Christmas of 96 Mm -hmm. when they were like short on them. Yep. But then in 97, I think they had, by then they had sold like 5 or 6 million Elmos. So very popular toy. Yeah. But then in 1998, no one remembered Elmo anymore because Furby came along. Yes. So, uh, so that's where we, where we are left, uh, in the late nineties. And I think the interesting thing about this is even with like black Friday riots and fights, like we see less of those as well. I don't mm-hmm. know that we'll ever see a toy craze like this again, because you can buy it online. Yeah. And if you can't buy it online, you're going to buy it secondhand online on yep. eBay or like everything is done on the computer. So there's no... There's no, like, you know, camping out in front of a store. Mm-hmm, exactly. And if something, like, sells out, you just get on the list to get it delivered, like, at right. whatever date. And so people have gotten used to, like, putting something under the tree that is, like, a picture of the thing that you will get when it's delivered January 3rd mm-hmm. or, you know, whatever. And so... Exactly. Yeah. That's pretty funny. Times are very different. And I this is, like, a... To me, this is like a real piece of American consumerism, like Christmas time history mm-hmm. that is not probably ever going to happen again. And so typical, like even when we were talking about toy, uh, Toys R Us, it's typical of that 80s, 90s parenting of like, I want to give my kid everything in the world. And like toys were not just like one toy a year. It was like, you know, I want to have everything under the tree for them. I know. Oh my goodness. So, Wow. That is the uh, the Cabbage Patch Kid riot of 83 and uh, the Tickle Me Elmo craze of 96. My goodness. Excellent work. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> you okay? Yes. <laughs> just people are crazy. People are just nuts. You sh- I should send you the uh, – I'll-, I'll put it in the show notes – The videos that i found on youtube of like old news reports oh yeah there's like a mob of people and then a man like emerges from the mob and he's standing on a table and he's throwing cabbage patch or elmo dolls whatever it is like into the crowd and people are like reaching for them and then there was like another store where they said that they're not going to let people into the store 
to get the Elmos, they had to go out into the back by like the like service entrance, and they were yeah. And so like there's like a mob of people like running into the back, and then there's like one woman who's crying because she wanted a girl Cabbage Patch doll, but she got a boy Cabbage Patch doll, and so now she's gonna see if her cousin in California, because this was all like in New York and New Jersey, she was gonna see if her cousin in California could get one. Oh She's gonna. Gosh. This one's gonna drive out to Pennsylvania to buy one. It was like crazy. Wow. I mean, to live in a world where that's your biggest problem, like that's the eighties and nineties for you. <laughs> what a dream! In a little nutshell. <laughs> oh boy! All right. Well, if you are listening and are remembering some wild wild toy you got or some you know like my parents sat in line and waited for however many hours to yeah. get this for me we'd love to hear those stories we would did you have a tickle me elmo yeah did you i'd have love one? to know i did i did not no and how long did you actually play with it yes <laughs> was it a big part of your childhood or did it did it get like five minutes of use and then become a friend of the closet so yeah, uh, you can send us your stories at opdwpodcast at gmail.com, or you can talk to us on Facebook, or you can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at opdwpodcast. Yeah, we're we're out there. We're around. We are out there. We're waiting to hear from you. <laughs> Always. Our music is by Theo Rosenberg. So thank you, Theo. And good luck, Theo, because he's like currently applying to colleges <sighs> for a bunch of musical stuff. So crossing my fingers for him. All right, Diane, until next time. Tis the season for a lot of things, but never for watching children tickle each other on the playground. Oh.